Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. sense to take that halfway. So we need to settle it in our hearts. Because if what we have is just sort of a piecemeal belief, and we really are just using the Bible to, using the parts of the Bible we agree with to affirm ourselves and discarding the parts that we, that we don't agree with, then we don't believe the Bible. Today, Pastor David will be explaining how Jesus himself said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him. It's only by the perfect sacrifice of Jesus that your sins can be forgiven. God has freely given all of humanity opportunity to receive this gift. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 17, as he continues his message, Three Cities. That the man or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. He tells us explicitly that he has given us his word to shape our minds. That's what doctrine is. It's It's understanding what's true. Doctrine is statements of truth. He's given us his word to shape that. He tells us to be saturating in it, to let ourselves, let our lives be shaped by it. And if, you just, if you're not sure about whether or not the Bible is true, if you have doubts about it, that's okay. I'm not at all pushing you to believe anything blindly. On the contrary, please search it out. Even if you believe it, if you're not sure why you believe it, you should search it out. You need to build a foundation for it. If you have questions, you can always email us. The email is pastor at calvarymiamibeach.org. I love the websites alwaysbeready.com and gotquestions.org. They're great just resources for if you've got questions. To write, very, The names are really helpful, too, because they're easy to remember. Um, but they're just really practical tools for understanding the context, historical context, some of the reasons for the science and everything underneath things. But it's important for us to sort this out because it is all or nothing. If the Bible is true, it's true. And if it's not, it's not. And there's not really room for middle ground, right? He says all scripture is inspired by God. That's, that's, that's a big claim, right? There's not like, it's not kind of divine or, you, know, you get what I'm saying? It's not partly divine. It is or it isn't. Either it is divine or it, it's either trustworthy to guide my life or it's a waste of my time. It's not, there's not a middle ground there. Either Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, or he's not. It doesn't make sense to take that 
halfway. And so we need to settle it in our hearts because if what we have is just sort of a piecemeal belief and we really are just using the Bible to, using the parts of the Bible we agree with to affirm ourselves and discarding the parts that we, that we don't agree with, then we don't believe the Bible. We believe ourselves and we use the Bible to affirm what we believe, which is not the same. And then when things come our way that test it, we don't have anything firm to stand on. When life gets hard, you need to have a solid foundation because it's going to be tested. Eventually, everything is tested. In verse 13, it tells us that when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also, and they stirred up the crowds. So immediately, the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained back in Berea. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens. Receiving command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, they departed and joined him. And when Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers and in the marketplace daily with whoever happened to be there. And eventually, certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, right, secular philosophers, encountered him and said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. They took him to the Areopagus, to the central courtyard, saying, may we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Again, Paul is chased out of town, right? He keeps going through these life and death scenarios. We read about it, and it's just a couple of lines. But, I mean, this is already like the seventh or eighth time Paul's had his life in immediate danger in the last couple of years of his life where he's, you know, been going on these mission trips. He's constantly at the edge of death. This is, that's high stress, right? Think about the cortisol levels and the, you know, the emotional trauma of just life and death, life and death, life and death. This is hard. This is a, this, this is a challenging season. But when he gets to Athens, he's surrounded by the idolatry and he's provoked with concern for the people around him. I think concern for the holiness of God, that people would know the true God and concern for the, the people who are lost. I mean, I know many of us have come from, from backgrounds where we've been in other, you know, we've, we've lived our life for things other than Jesus. You know what that is to be lost, right? Where you're chasing after things that don't satisfy. You think it's going to satisfy. You think the alcohol or the partying or the, the, the job, the money, you think those things are going to give you the acceptance that you crave, You think they're going to give you the peace, but then they don't, and you just feel empty, right? And in Jesus, we've become free from that. You have peace now, have freedom, actually have acceptance, right? A family. And so when we see people who are lost, when we see our family and our friends and our neighbors who are still lost, it should provoke us. It's a good thing to be provoked 
against the enemy who is deceiving them and leading them astray, to be provoked for their good. That is a good thing. It's right for us to be provoked for them. But then when we get provoked, what do we do? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. And holy doesn't, a lot of times we think holy just means morally pure, but it's, it's different from that. Holy means unique. It literally means set apart. It's unlike everything else. He tells us, in your hearts, honor Jesus as unlike everything else. Right? Our friends and family who are following things other than Jesus don't just have a lesser way. They have a way that leads to death that doesn't satisfy now and ultimately ends in destruction. And a lot of times we forget that. It's really easy for us. I mean, I've been convicted about that recently. It just, it's so easy to, to think of it like we just have a better way. We have the way. Everything else is no way. It's leading to destruction. You need to, you need to in your heart, settle that. Remind yourself today that he is God alone. He's the only one who paid for your sin, who paid for your family's sin, who paid for your friend's sin. And they don't know him. So in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Be ready to tell them. But do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Be ready to talk to them and live a life that honors him in front of them. We shouldn't be aggressive, argumentative in the way we present the gospel. We need to have a good conscience so that when I tell my kids about Jesus, they're not thinking of the time I cursed them out two days ago. Right? That you're not, you didn't scream at your mom, scream at your sister, scream at your cousin. A week ago, now you're telling them about Jesus' love, right? I mean, it's going to make mistakes, but have a good conscience before them. Live a life so that every moment of your life is a testimony of the goodness of God to them. so glad you tuned in today for Pastor David Fountain's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? Thanks for praying. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m., and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We also offer Spanish translation at our services, and you can find out more on our website. 
If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family online. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for being part of this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio. Thank you.